Welcome to Owning Your Power, a podcast for the women who are ready to start creating their thriving life on their own terms. If you're tired of juggling a million things, ticking all the boxes, doing all the things perfectly, and yet never feeling fully satisfied, confident, and amazing, you're in the right place. In this podcast, I'll share with you the tools to create your thriving life, starting from within. You will learn to master your inner life and use it to powerfully create any result you want in life. I'm your host, Ruth Manu. I'm a life coach on a mission to reconnect you with your innate power. Let's begin. Hello, hello, everyone. I hope you're well. I'm happy to connect with you again. If you haven't yet, I invite you to hit the subscribe button and the platform where you're listening to the podcast. That's the best way for you to get notified when a new episode is released so that you can keep joining in the fun and the sharing. Okay, let's talk about today's episode. I don't know about you, but it's really important for me to know a thing or two about someone who I'm going to spend time with on a regular basis, whether that's listening to their podcast or following their Instagram account, working with them or whatever. I really like having some element of background or knowing where they're speaking from. So I decided to apply that rule to this space. And so in today's episode, I wanted to share with you the part of my story that gets me to owning my power, express it fully, and how that got me on a mission to make it happen for other women too. As you listen to my story, I want you to bear something in mind. The goal of this episode is not for me to tell you what you should or shouldn't pursue in your own life or what you should or shouldn't value. Actually, you know what? Let's make that a general rule for the podcast. This will always be true. My goal is never to tell you what to do, whether we're coaching or in this podcast. And for the podcast specifically, my intention is really to provide some food for thought, some ideas, some tools that have proven to work for me or for my clients. You're always free to take them in and try them for yourself or not if it doesn't resonate. And that's the spirit I would love for you to approach this episode with. Do we have a deal? Yeah? Okay, I'm going to consider that we do and we can dive right in. As you already know, if you've listened to the first episode... If you haven't, go back to that. I'm a transformational life coach. I help the women I work with create any results they want in life from a place of feeling empowered, whole, and complete. And one of the reasons I'm able to successfully guide my clients through that process is because I've been through it myself. I haven't always felt empowered. Far, far far from it. I haven't always felt like I was the creator of my own life. There actually was a time in my life when I didn't even know that I had the power to shape my inner world, let alone influence my outer circumstances. For the longest time, to me, being alive meant going through a series of events that were happening to me by chance you know the way? I mean, I was making some choice here and there, but it kind of felt predetermined by others, as if I was just walking into other people's footsteps. It was kind of like I was on a road trip, 
not knowing where I was going, not driving ever, simply sitting the whole time in the passenger seat with no say whatsoever, no agency, unaware that I could do things differently. Like I could learn how to drive. I could take the driver's seats. I could choose the places the car was going to and decide to change my mind if it didn't suit me anymore. I mean, it was a pretty agreeable car ride though. I'm not gonna lie. The car's trajectory looked perfect. It was going all the places it should have, quote unquote. It was taking all the predetermined curves and turns. If you looked at my life eight years ago, it looked perfect on the outside, by society's standards at least. I had ticked all the boxes. I was 28 and I was working a well-paid job in Paris as a consultant. And that was after studying in one of the best business schools of a country where I was a foreigner. I had been married for four years to my college sweetheart. We owned our first apartment and we were about to have our first baby. Isn't all of that super cute? It is, isn't it? I mean, what could go wrong with that cute, perfect picture? Just about everything, because three years after that seemingly perfect picture, my husband and I almost went through a divorce. I guess trying to juggle work, a household, two executive jobs while taking care of a mini-human with another one on the way can have that effect. Yeah. Since then, we worked on it, and with time, we recovered. But the year after that, I was on the brink of burnout from the pressure I felt at work while also parenting two very, very small children. So that pretty picture, I can assure you, it was only pretty on the outside. On the inside, though, you know that well-paid job as a consultant in Paris? Mm -hmm. It was kind of killing me. It was smothering my soul. It was killing me slowly. Not so slowly, actually. It was horrible. I still complied, though, and I delivered. But I felt no passion, no fire, no sense of purpose. It worked well before I became a mom, but after my son was born, I was constantly grappling with a moral dilemma. How could I leave my teeny tiny baby for 10 hours a day to go to a job where I felt like I was slowly dying on the inside? It didn't make any sense to me, and it was driving me crazy. And yet, your girl swept all of that under the rug. Because what else was I supposed to do? And I kept going. Until I got pregnant with my second child, with my daughter. And that for me was the ultimate wake-up call from the autopilot mode. All I can tell you is that this wasn't a gentle alarm that you could snooze away and keep sleeping. It was more on the side of roaring thunder that startles you awake and propels you on your feet with your breath short and your heart pounding. That's what it felt like. At first, though, I stepped into that second pregnancy, planning to keep things as they were before. The plan was keep working, have the baby, go on maternity leave, and get back to work. I wanted to maintain my precious little work-life balance. Yeah, the exact same one that wasn't even balanced to begin with. But the way I saw things, there just wasn't any other way. I mean, I quote-unquote, had to work. I had to make a living. So what other way could there possibly be? 
And so again, I ignored the dissonance I was feeling at the idea and I kept going. I had to. It was the only way. That's what I was thinking at the time. And then I went through one of the most transformative experiences of my life. I gave birth to my daughter. Technically, it was the second time for me. And sure, my first birthing experience had been earth-shattering in its own way. It gave me my new identity as a mother. And I mean, that's no small feat. But this second birth, it was more about finding my way back to myself. It was a natural birth, a physiological birth with no epidural, which is exactly what I wanted it to be. And the experience of it was even better than in my imagination. I swear, I'm not a masochist or anything, but it was amazing. It was everything. It was life in its purest essence. I experienced the most intense pains, followed by the sweetest sensations of floating away in pure bliss. Before coming back to my body that was going through the contractions and moving on its own. And it went on and on and on. My perception of time was modified. My emotions were heightened. I went from feeling sheer terror to feeling like the most powerful being to ever walk the face of the planet. And it felt like a true rite of passage, especially because I didn't go through it alone. I was supported through the whole thing by a team of extraordinary midwives who were holding the space so that I could go through all of that. They reassured me when I thought I was dying. They told me that all was well when I thought I was losing my mind from the pain. And they kept telling me that I could do it. It felt sacred and raw, delicate and powerful all at the same time. My perception of the world around me and of myself changed in that very moment and I still carry it with me to this day. A weird thing that happened at the time is that I felt like I could relate to people in a whole new way. It's like I could read them with a newfound acuteness, like I had this experience when someone would come visit me in my room and be upset about something and not only would I feel it, I would also tell them precisely what was going on for them and be spot on. It was freaky. <laughs> and of course, if I could do that with other people, can you imagine what it did to my relationship with myself? It had now officially become impossible for me to sweep anything under any rug anymore. Everything was out in the open and I had to deal with it whether I liked it or not. I didn't like it by the way because it was uncomfortable as all hell but I still faced it. There was no other way but this time it was in a good way and so I used my maternity leave to do some soul searching or soul facing I guess. It quickly became clear to me that I just couldn't go back to the way things were before. Plus, I now had two tiny humans, not just one anymore, who depended on me and I actually wanted to spend time with them. And for me, the equation quickly became to either find a job so meaningful and fulfilling that even if I spent 10 hours away from my kids, it would be okay, or finding a way to be with them more, even if that meant less money or a lower social status or whatever. That's what I wanted. 
And also, something in me wanted to stay connected to that intense feminine power I had felt during my birthing experience. The support I received, the way these women held a space for me and helped me come into my own power. I wanted to keep experiencing that and pass it on to other women. I wanted to give back, if that makes sense. I wanted to do that for other women, to hold a space for them, help them find their own power own it and materialize it. And so all throughout my maternity leave, I became obsessed with finding a way to do all of that. At the beginning, I was so full of pregnancy hormones and still so much in that portal of birth that I wanted this space holding to be in the realm of birth. At first, I wanted to become a midwife, but as I was slowly coming out of Uh, the postpartum experience and my world started to broaden again, I realized I wasn't just passionate about the the physicality of birth. I was also fascinated by the psychological aspect of it, by what this experience does to a woman's self-concept and perception of the world how she gets to build herself back up and goes on to becoming a mom along with juggling all the other aspects of her life too. Before I realized it, I became obsessed with all the stages of a woman's life and not just birth anymore, but all of it and all the transformations we go through, childhood, adolescence, choosing to have children or not, entering the professional world, getting married, juggling All of those roles, getting old, all of it. It was all of it. I started thinking about how all those transition phases can make or break a woman because they can either be incredible occasions of empowerment if a woman is in a supportive, nurturing environment, or they can be hurtful or even traumatic and scar her self-worth and self-esteem forever. I became passionate about that idea of the construction of the self with all the social influences around it. And most importantly, I wanted to contribute by helping the women who had been scarred during some of those transitions. I wanted to help them come back to their own self, heal and found their own power again. And so I started toying with the idea of going back to university to study psychology. And at the time, it seemed like the right modality to encompass my new vision. It all sounded crazy to me, but I just knew something had to change. Going back to work after my maternity leave only reinforced that desire for me. Because now, not only was I feeling out of place and out of alignment, I was also struggling to juggle my professional life and my family life. I'm not mentioning my romantic life or my personal life, and that's on purpose, because it felt like there was zero time left for that. It was crazy. I was stressed out, exhausted, and still trying my best to be the best mom possible and still appear relevant at work, which means that I was often working in the evenings, adding to the exhaustion and lack of time to just relax. And all the time I spent with my children was to deal with the logistics of dropping them at school or daycare, picking them up, feeding them and putting them to bed. I was miserable and exhausted. After a few months back, my personality started to be affected. I was barely smiling anymore. 
which, if you know me, is very much unlike me, and I was struggling horribly. On the other hand, I was still obsessed with this new career idea, and I kept holding on to it. I came to a point where I was just ready to step back from work and start studying, no matter how much money I was leaving on the table. And this was not out of courage, this was me feeling like I was hitting my limits. Around the same time, though, a beautiful synchronicity happened. My husband got a job opportunity as an expat in Ireland, and that was my sign. I left my executive job without looking back. We packed up, we moved from France to Ireland, and I started to study psychology just like I had dreamed of. And on top of that, I also had plenty of time to spend with my children just like I wanted to. There goes my happy ending, right? <laughs> Wrong. No, that wasn't my happy ending. Because you know what? I had changed my external circumstances, but I couldn't appreciate what I had. I wasn't equipped for it. For so long, I had practiced being frustrated, angry, resentful, stressed out, always pressed for time, that even if I was now living my dream life, It felt foreign and uncomfortable, and I just couldn't understand why at the time, which added to my frustration, as you can imagine. That's when I put my hand on my first personal development books and coaching podcasts, and I started practicing religiously what they were preaching. I started to adopt some self-awareness practices, and that was my game changer. For the first time in my life, I was dedicating time to intentionally think, reflect, and listen to myself to get to know myself. And the more I did that, the more it felt like I was learning how to drive, like I had the power to shape my inner experience however I wanted and to express that in my outer circumstances. After a couple of months of doing that, I kind of felt ready to hire a life coach for myself, but something nudged me to go through coach training instead. And believe me, I had all the best reasons not to. My kids were still young. My youngest wasn't sleeping through the night. I was already studying psychology and producing my podcast in French. And that one more thing looked like it was a lot. What if it was too much? What if I came close to burnout again? I had all the reasons in the world not to do it. But what I also had was a sense of being compelled into action by something bigger than me. And something else I had going on for me was a deep calling to follow my intuition and the trust that I had built in myself over my previous years of hardship, radical decision-making, and all the work I had put into my personal development. So I went for it. I started training as a life coach on top of my psychology studies. The second I sat in the first classroom, hmm... I just knew it in my bones. That was it for me. That was the thing I was meant to do. And that is confirmed to me over and over and over again. Every single time I coach, I get to witness my clients get in touch with their own power before my very eyes. Every single 
time. So that thing I wanted so bad after giving birth to my daughter, I'm doing it. I'm holding space for other women and I'm walking by their side as they remember how powerful and capable they have always been. Seeing a woman put herself back together in a more empowered version of herself, choosing to leave aside the pieces that no longer serve her, is the most incredible thing I have ever witnessed. And listen, if you recognize yourself in what I just shared, if it feels like you're still in the trenches with no way out, here's the one thing I want to leave you with. I've been to hell and back several times. I've been through childhood trauma, multiple betrayals, racism, rejection, disappointments, maternal and professional burnout, and at times it felt like things would never look bright again. I have survived all of that. And so can you. I have healed from all of that. And so can you. I am thriving after going through all of that. And so can you. And listen, thriving doesn't mean it's all rainbows and daisies every day. It means that I'm equipped to enjoy my whole experience, the good and the bad. And it also means that I now have the tools to shape it differently if I choose to. And the very last thing I want to share with you before we wrap up is that I know that your transformation can happen before you hire anyone to coach you. It can happen the minute you find a piece of content that speaks to you. It can happen the second you decide you will give yourself the time you deserve to work on yourself, to be with yourself, to get to know yourself. It can happen as soon as you start applying whatever tool or exercise with an open mind and your curiosity. If you're going through any of what I went through those past years, I want you to know that things can be different and that you have the power within you to change them. All it takes is for you to believe that there is a small chance that this could be true for you. That even if you forgot it or lost it, the time may have come for you to own that power again. I'll see you at the next episode. You might want to bring a notebook. We're going to get to work. Until then, here's to owning your power.